Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Ah, uh, back in the studio once again. Yep, for another fine evening away from work. <laughs> this isn't work. No, no. Oh, every once in a while, this We're is not feeling like work. Paid. That's true. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> if it was work, I'd be paid. <laughs> I paid very weakly, but I, but I'm still paid something. Um, yes. You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, you know uh, who doesn't do things weekly? There we go. There okay. you go. I knew there was a segue in there somewhere. <laughs> Just had to dig deep. <laughs> our, our good friend uh, John Blickman from Blickman Engineering. Yes, indeed. Uh, that guy is rocking it all the time. brings brings it strong. He brews it strong. He builds it strong. Uh, great guy, great company, BlickmanEngineering.com. I don't know if you've checked out their website. Uh, they got all oh, sorts yeah. of goodies, lots of great stuff, uh, fantastic equipment, uh, the the most uh, creative, innovative uh, brewing equipment out there that, uh, you know, if you're looking to buy yourself, uh, you know, anything from uh, a thermometer to, uh, you know, an entire brew system, uh, check it out. Check it out, yeah. LickmanEngineering.com. Also, check out their new product line, uh, AnvilBrewing.com. AnvilBrewing.com. Uh, speaking of homebrewing. Yes. Today, at my brewery, at Heretic Brewing Company, I had the honor of uh, having uh, 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 Fujira-san... Uh, stopped by my brewery uh, with his lovely wife and daughter. Oh. And uh, he is or uh, the 1998 Home Brewer of the Year. Here, I'll show, hold this up for the camera. That's my copy of Zymer G Magazine right there. Oh. Which he has signed. Steve will uh, attest to that. Nice. Uh, in Japanese. And mm-hmm. he told me it says thanks for writing all the great books um but when i was a new uh just starting out home brewer in 1999 i um was gobbling up information and uh brewing great porter already and i was kind of you know getting my chops going and I was uh, picking up uh, back issues of Zymer G Magazine, and at one point, uh, I picked up this one. And I, I remember specifically reading this. 
this is a 1998 magazine. I picked it out. I I just went to my closet. And I was like, oh, here's here's that that issue. I remember reading this and thinking to myself, oh, how cool! You know, he took a porter, added coconut, and you know his description um, of why he did it and all that. I'm just like, oh. Man, that's what I should be doing. I, you know, I could I could take this porter that I'm I'm doing well and, uh, you know, add like, uh, you know, some chocolate, some hazelnut. So, uh, this is essentially the inception of brewing a chocolate hazelnut porter. Right. This is what got me started. So here I am in Japan in 2015, doing pint nights for the brewery. You know, visiting accounts that have our beer on. I go to. Um, uh, the watering hole, which is his bar. Cool. In there is chocolate hazelnut porter is one of the beers he has on. He's got several of our beers. He's got chocolate oh, hazelnut nice. porter. And I don't put two and two together just quite yet. I'm standing there drinking a beer, relaxing. <laughs> and it's a great place. And uh, along one wall, he's got uh, like some cans and bottles and stuff like that. And in the middle of it, I see this. Home Brewer of the Year Award. I can recognize it. I mean, you know, it was the same award for the longest time, right? Yeah. And I look up there, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this the guy that did the coconut porter? Is this the Home Brewer of the Year from like 1999, 98? And uh, one of my guys is like, yep, this is the guy. I'm like, holy smokes, this guy is the only Japanese homebrewer to ever get arrested. In Japan, it's illegal to brew anything oh. over 1%. And he actually got arrested for it. So that makes him even more of a legend. And so I'm like, well, holy smokes, he's serving chocolate hazelnut porter. A beer, he inspired? Yeah, a beer that would not exist if it weren't for him. So I told him about this, and he's like, yeah, all right, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I was just blown away. So when he came to visit our brewery uh, today, uh, you know, w- went out of his way to come and visit us. Mm-hmm. I was just uh, really honored and really pleased. It was it was absolutely fantastic because you know it, it, it proves to me a few of my my favorite things about about life and about the world is it's a small world and that. Through life, you you aren't, you know, you might think you're creative or creating or being, you know, unique or, uh, you know, doing great things. But you're doing them based off of the people that came before you, the people that have influenced you in your life. Maybe not necessarily like Porno Steve. It may not be, you know, based on like Ron Jeremy, but... You know, you could also, you know, some of those moves could be, you know, from somebody else you met in your life. Yeah, Gretzky. You know, uh, an uncle when you were young that touched you. I mean, who knows? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any, yeah. Anyone. Um, so, uh, you know, the, 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 thing, the thing about life is those people that you interact with or that you, uh, you know, have some sort of, uh, you know, you read about or, uh, you know, those are the things that mold you and shape you and, and actually control the, the path and, and your destiny. Your destiny is not preordained. It's made up of all these influences as you, as you, you start out and you grow and you, and you develop and you, you constantly developing and you're constantly being 
reshaped and, and shifted by you know those around you. So treasure those people around you. They're they're very important. And uh, again, you know, with it being such a small world, uh, what you you reap, you you will sow as well. So you gotta you know try and be a decent person too. So those are some of my favorite things. And I just uh, I thought it was really cool um, that he would stop by. Uh, he signed the magazine. We got some p- photos with him. I gave nice. him like every T-shirt I could. I had. <laughs> I <guess laughs> I wanted to have a bunch of stuff to take home with him. I'm like, take this, take this. So I, you know, probably going to cost him like a thousand dollars of come uh, home with more than he actually came here with <laughs> over <laughs> over charges on his flight back. But uh, wonderful guy. His wife is wonderful too. Uh, you know, just just great people. Great place. If you're ever in Tokyo, stop by there. If you're a homebrewer or whatever, you should go by and uh, you know show him some uh, the, the the honor and respect he deserves for being one of the trailblazers, especially in Japan, oh, where yeah. he got arrested for it. <laughs> so I just think that's really cool. I was I just I've been waiting to spring that one on you, Palmer. That's that is really cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <sighs> So it's been it's been a adrenaline filled day. Has Justin ever been arrested for homebrewing? <laughs> he should be. <laughs> if anyone should be arrested for homebrewing, maybe for other things. I don't know <laughs> about homebrewing. Okay, check with that later. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so today, um, you know, we've talked a lot about water, and we've talked a lot about um, you know getting your water tested, getting your water tested. But we really haven't talked about, you know, testing your own water. We was like, oh, yeah, there's stuff out there where you could, uh, yeah, you know, get some chemicals and do some testing. Or uh, there's some strips and there's this and there's that. Um, and, and so we haven't talked about what, to, about what to do with it either. Right, right. So, so we thought, well, you know, what, what, well, we talked about what to do with it a little bit when you have, sure. when you have a water test and then... Uh, you know, see, uh, you know, what, what changes you base off of that. That was years ago, so you may have to dig back in the archives for that. But um, really, you know, I wanted to give people some information on, you know, how you go about testing, you know, what kind of results you can expect, you know, what kind of precision do you get from that sort of thing. And so uh, I thought that was a good opportunity. We've been testing some stuff uh, at our brewery, and uh, we're real pleased so I thought uh, we'd cover that as well. Anyways, uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will uh, talk uh, testing your own water right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all green brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're talking testing your water. That's right. And, uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking was uh, uh, let's get uh, Ernie on from Lamotte. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. 
Yeah. Um, I know he's, uh, you know, he he's a home brewer, right? That's right. And yeah. he uh, he's essentially why Lamont, that does all these different test kits, decided mm-hmm. to make a homebrew test kit. That's right, yeah. He, he's an avid home brewer. Um, he was thought, you know, this is right up uh, his company's alley. So they first introduced him, I think, in, uh, at the NHC in Philadelphia a couple years ago. Right, right. And nice guys. Oh, yeah. I like those guys. They're good guys. Steve's, Steve's learning to dial the phone. Yeah. Oh, it's touch touch tone. <laughs> touch at least at least it's not rotary. Well, they don't they don't oh, teach man. typing <laughs> classes <laughs> much anymore. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, let's see if that. Uh... You probably could have just typed in the number from the keyboard and avoided clicking all those buttons. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we're, we we experienced. Uh, yeah, that, uh, you're probably right. A touch of uh, technical difficulty, so bear with us. I think we got great information this show. Um, yeah. So, uh, full disclosure here: Lamont sent us a, uh, a kit to use uh, at Heretic. Um, you know, they they wanted to get real world usage of it, so they could uh, you know adjust the kit, make it better, get some feedback. You know, they want to just sell something and not not have it tested. So. Uh, we definitely tested it uh, daily for uh, uh, months now. And then, uh, John, did you you tested one of the kits yourself, right? Right. I, I actually um, helped them refine the kit a bit and uh, wrote some of the instructions for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, get, get, make it a little more user-friendly and, uh, yeah, you know, get the, the ranges Hello? tailored. There he is. There he is. Ernie. <laughs> there he is. How you doing, gentlemen? We're doing great. This is yep. Ernie Rector of uh, Lamontco, one of the greatest first initial last name combinations you're ever going to have. E Rector, <laughs> huh? It's memorable. It's yes. memorable. Oh, I always remember. I was just like, that is the coolest name. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate that. It wasn't always the coolest in grade school. It, oh, it sure. Was not, it was not the coolest. But uh, in grade school, yeah, was you, stupid. you get used to it. Ah, uh, it's just an awesome name. Well, it's great um, to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for coming up with, uh, or you know, urging Lamont to uh, make this uh, test kit available for uh, home brewers and uh, for pro brewers. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Um, something something I felt uh, very passionate about, and um, it was one of the first things that uh, I did when I came on board there. So it's it's mm-hmm. kind of been. Uh, a passion project of mine. So, and then when uh, John got involved from there, it just got better. So it's 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 been great. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Ernie, you had a, a background in water testing before Lamont, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I um, worked for a public drinking water utility for 24 years in their water quality department. So, uh, water, wastewater—that's pretty much my background. Chemistry. That's great. Yeah. Well, and, so, yeah, it, well, it was wonderful. <laughs> what was your your kind of guiding idea on this test kit for for homebrewers? Why why did you choose the test you chose? And I mean, were you looking for well, it's got to be you know a certain number of tests. It's got to be uh, you know super easy to use or you know high precision. I think all those. Or, yeah, I think all those when. 
when I came on board at Lamont, um, most of the stuff that was out there was test kits that you would get at like an aquarium store mm-hmm. or pool test kits, which which is all stuff that we do. But the the ranges weren't really what I felt uh, was um, you know the right ranges for, for for this application. So it was sort of haphazard, and there was a lot of test strips, which test strips have their place, but mm-hmm. they're they're not the best in this particular application. We had better options than that, mm-hmm. and so I, I talked. I talk to a lot of people. I've done home brewing, but I'm I'm nothing more than a novice when it comes to that. But I talked to quite a few people uh, around this area, uh, got their input, um, and and put together the kit from there based on what tests we thought at the time and the the price range we thought was was reasonable. Um, that's how we came up with the initial iteration of the kit. Um, and then I guess John saw that and thought this is cool but could be better. Mm-hmm. And that's when he contacted us and we got him involved and uh, came out with the form that it's in now, which I think is, you know, it, it, it basically hits all the points that it needs to. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, we've been using um, the kit you sent us at the brewery. The Pro, right? Yeah, the Pro. What do you think? It's that's a serious that's a serious kit for uh, for a brewery. Yeah, that was developed later. That was the next step after home brewing was we decided to put something together that basically covers the test that the home brewers are doing, but takes it a step further for right. um, uh, the professional for somebody who's you know starting out a brewery or uh, a tap room something of that nature mm-hmm. and uh, and go from there. So things like dissolved oxygen and uh, dissolved, you know, dissolved right. solids, things that start to become a little more important when you're mm-hmm. um, stepping up your game. When uh, like I told the listeners, I did not pay for that kit. You guys sent that to us gratis. Um, what does that kit run? The uh, Brew Lab Pro Kit is running right around a thousand dollars right now. That's a value. I think that's it. You a get a lot of value. tests for that, um, and just the two meters—the dissolved solid and the dissolved oxygen meter—right. That's around six, seven hundred value, dollar value just in those two meters, excluding all the other tests that are included. Well, let me tell you what we've been testing. We've been checking our calcium hardness. Magnesium okay. hardness, sodium, sulfate, chloride, total hardness, total alkalinity, residual alkalinity, and pH. And um, graphing it. And, you know, just we've got great water and, and a really fairly balanced water where we're at. But even Lucky. still, with the, with, the, with the drought that's happening... Uh, in California, and and these kind of influences affect just about every water district out there. There's always something that causes things to shift. So sure. I think every commercial brewery should have a lab, should be testing their water uh, at least weekly. And we've seen, a, uh, for example, uh, calcium hardness um, in this one uh, report that my brewers gave me before I left, uh, a high of 64 a low of 22. Mm-hmm. Triple, triple really? rise. Magnesium hardness. Yeah, that's quite a variation. Right. And we have pretty stable water. That's one of the reasons we're, we're there. That's why one of the reasons Anheuser-Busch is there. Uh, magnesium sure, yeah. hardness, we've seen a high of uh, 152. And we've mm-hmm. seen a low of um, 44. 
Again. Depending on where you are in the country, you can get ranges for anywhere from you know ten to twenty parts per million, upwards of three hundred, four hundred mm-hmm. parts mm-hmm. per million. So it can vary greatly depending on where you're getting your water from. Well, see, and I think the the misconception is, as a as a commercial brewer, you're 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 there, you're you're set, you're brewing, your beer tastes great, uh, you're all you know everything's good, yeah. you know you, you don't need to change anything. And, you know, why Why change anything? It's fine. It'll all be fine. But what I'm trying to express to people is your water can change, you know, drastically, you know, uh, even in an area where, where we sh- should have very stable conditions, we don't. Um, sodium, uh, yeah. you know, goes from 25 in this report to, to 50 sulfate, a uh, high of 80 a low of uh, 28 uh, chloride, uh, pretty stable total hardness, uh, 200 down to 64. Total alkalinity, 160 down to 76. Residual alkalinity. Yeah, things, will, things will vary. Yeah, 125 down to 21. Yeah, that's a big shift. Yeah, um, it's a big and, and and that's true. That's true wherever you are in in, in the country. I mean, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. everything's consistent until it's not. Uh, you know, it can it can be consistent and run consistently for a very long time, and then the public drinking water utilities can, can change sources, and they're not mm-hmm. necessarily responsible to tell you when they change those sources. As long as it's treated water and it's safe for human consumption, right? They can make changes whenever they need to. Yeah, they give you a quarterly report. You know, or a yeah, annual yeah. report that says, "Yeah, here's here's the range over the year." It's like holy smokes, yep. and but you know, uh, what I'm trying to get across again is, even if it was consistent, even if it didn't change at all, you've got to know that it hasn't changed. It doesn't do you any good to guess. That it hasn't yeah, that's changed. That's true. It's it's like yeah, it's, yeast health or sanitation. You know, just because you tested it once and everything was okay, that doesn't mean you you can just forego testing forever. You know, you 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 can't just blow it off and say, "Well, it was good once." Right, your water's fine. It'd be great to you know if we didn't have to make any adjustments. I'd love that. You know, it would save me <laughs> on you know adjusting the water. But not fact is, though. it's not realistic, and um, you know, so. My guys, t- here, I'll hold up the uh, little report my guys uh, do. And it's got a little graph. It's got numbers. Sure. And, video feed, and, and even know. if you are doing multiple testing and you're finding consistent results, uh, like I said, you're, it's consistent until it's not. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that the reason that a, a lot of people shy away from doing it is that there's, there's kind of a fear of, uh, doing these types of tests because they're going to be difficult and what kind of usable information I'm going to get from it. And what we're hoping to do with this is show people this is really easy to do. This is really simple. You can get really good usable information quick mm-hmm. and relatively inexpensively, and it's it's going to make you a better brewer in the end. Well, and here's what my guys said about it. I asked them, I said, you know, they didn't know why I was asking them. They didn't. They didn't know that uh, you know I was able to get this uh, test kit for for free, um, but uh, you know, I I said uh, you know t- 
tell me, you know, what do you think? You think it's worth it? Do you, you know, what do you, what do you like about it? What you don't, what, what don't you like about it? And they were right. saying what they like about it is it's uh, the precision. They said, you know, even with with their use, they're, they're measuring within uh, four parts per million. Mm-hmm. Um, they Excellent. we have sent out the same water because one of the things we do, even when we do microbiology. Um, uh, a lot of the other things that that we test, we will every so often we'll send out the same sample to an outside lab just to verify always our results. Good practice, yeah, always good practice. Yeah. So we did the same with our water, and the results matched what we got from our uh, commercial uh, lab test of our water. Yeah. Well, we're basically using the same types of tests that any commercial laboratory out there is using: the colometric type of test, the titration types of tests. Mm-hmm. Drop count. That's that's all the same thing that they're using in a laboratory setting. Uh, we just we simplify it a bit. That's all. We, right. we make the instructions a little more straightforward. And instead of using big barrette apparatus, we're using dropper bottles. But but basically, it's the same technology. So you're mm-hmm. going to get the same types of information mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, I think the the concern is it's like, well, can I do it as accurately as somebody who does in a lab, you know, for a living? Um, my guys are just like. Anybody can do this. They're yeah. like, it's quick. It's set up that way. Um, they said, you know, we could we, we could test every parameter within twenty minutes. They said that's from that's great from to know. That's that's good feedback, and that's a, we based it on. We we've made pool test kits for. I mean, we've been in business since nineteen nineteen. We've been making mm-hmm. pool type test kits for a long time. We know how to make the instructions very straightforward and easy to follow and we kind of pulled that over into this even mm-hmm. though these tests are a lot more precise than you'll find in the pool market mm-hmm. the, the instructions themselves are based on that kind of uh, setup so that uh, anyone can take it and within a few minutes they can be not only testing but getting usable information back so well, as soon as you pick it up you're, you're ready to go yeah we're testing uh, nearly 10 parameters 20 minutes it's, you know two minutes uh a test, essentially, you know, average. Um, yeah, yeah pretty that's quick. Good timing. <laughs> um, well, and you know, they're just doing it on a regular basis. They said when when they first started, they needed to read the instructions. Uh, first time, maybe took them forty minutes, and then it just got quicker and quicker. And they, you know, they we do it as a matter of uh, of course. Um, this is what we do, and mm-hmm. you know, we test our water, and so. Um, you know, they're just used to it. They knock it out, and no big deal. Um, yeah, they felt well, I'm glad that, you're getting uh, usable information back from it. That's the that, yeah. that makes me feel good. That was the whole point was to you know put something out there that can be used, and people can actually apply it and 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 make a better end product. And to to know that that's actually happening is always gratifying because you put it out there, you hope it's doing what it's supposed to do. But getting feedback from people saying, "Hey, this mm-hmm. is really." You know, helping a great deal. That that's very satisfying. Well, we use this information to uh, adjust our acid additions. Um, you know, prior okay. to the mash, and then um, if we see any variances in the water, we also use that. And we're checking our our beer pH um, downstream as well. Um, yeah, we check that anyways, but we relate it back to the water. We relate it back to everything we're doing. We relate it back to our malt analysis, and. Um, you know, the the one thing that my guys feel and I feel is, you know, the more information we have, the easier it is to identify potential problems or 
uh, resolve any problems. You know, and what especially I, yeah, identify solutions to those problems mm-hmm. as well. Sure. Well, and no if such you, thing as too much information. Right. If you don't, if you don't have you know some sort of details to point to and say, you know, every time this number goes up, that happens in our beer. Look, it was this batch, same thing. This batch, same thing. You know, that could be the problem. And then you go and you make an adjustment. And without that data, you can't do anything. And this was the thing I was saying to my guys. It's like, you know, we need to be testing the water religiously. Because if we don't have that data, it could be water-related, and we don't know. Because we don't know what how the water has changed. They're like, well, the water's pretty stable around here. I'm like, yeah, but... <laughs> You know, and right. here right. we see that the water is changing enough that it sure. could affect the flavor of the beer. So we have to be very careful about that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the first and the most important thing going on. And it's any time that you have a, a a problem, anytime something could possibly go wrong, if you're if you're going to do an analysis and try to figure out where things changed, this is where you want to start. <laughs> Always, you're going to start with your your base product, and the base product is the water, and you go from there. So, yeah, it just makes sense that you you want to have an idea of what's going on on a consistent basis, so that when you have any concerns, you can identify them quickly, and that's where you want to start. Well, as a as a professional brewer, I can tell you this: if you're not willing to spend a thousand dollars on a kit that will check your water for you and ensure that you know what's going on with your water. It's cheap. That in 20 minutes. Uh, I, yeah, and I you get a lot of it, testing out of it, too. It's, right. it's not $1,000 for, for, for uh, one run-through. I mean, you can do a lot of testing with this kit before you have to buy uh, refill reagents. So mm-hmm. the $1,000 is getting you you're getting a lot for your money. And then on the homebrew one, it's at least 50 tests a kit. Right. And then yep. um, it's 110 bucks for the brew lab. And the brew lab. So about 100, so the basics about 125 now or so, and it's okay. about 195 or so for the for the plus that has the pH the meter. pH so meter. It's a nice pH meter too. Yeah. I mean that's I mean, actually. Have. Yeah, it's a good pH meter, and you actually save uh, 45 dollars off the retail price of the pH meter by buying it with the brew lab plus. Yeah, I don't think you can go Amazon, eBay, or whatever and get that pH meter for cheaper than you would buy it in the kit. Right. I think you no, guys aren't you're going to get a lot of money use out of it. Of it. Yeah. I, I used to send them out with my sample text at the uh, water company, the, the same meter, and they were abused horribly. And they still left. And, of course, we had no budget because it was a public drinking water utility. And we managed to keep those things going a long time. Now, every once in a while, you know, you'd, you'd have to replace a probe. And obviously, there's some care involved with the pH meter. It's a precision instrument, but it's it's not really complicated. The care involved in it, and the the, the use you'll get out of it, and the data you'll get back from it, it it's worth the few things you have to do to keep it operating like it should. Yeah, you know, we have uh, a couple of bench meters. We got. Uh I think three or four handheld meters, some with uh, the probe built in, some with uh, on a separate sure. uh, cable. And, uh, They're all ion-selective, though, right? Yeah. They're all the ion-selective probes. My my guys really like the one in the water can. <laughs> it's used all <laughs> over the place. It's used in everything. They're like, That's oh, great. this is yeah, the one we convenient. like. I'm like, oh, all right. 
cool. All these other ones I bought, you, you don't really care about those. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks a bunch. And the, all the other ones, the technologies, the, the, they're relatively the same. It's just this one just happens to put it into a handheld and the probe package mm-hmm. instead of having the disconnectable probe and everything, uh, you know, hmm. the, with the wire. And uh, it's just all in one package. And this one actually with the flat bottom keeps proteins from getting stuck in it. So it degrades a lot slower than some hmm. other ones. So it's, it's just a really good beer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're using it for, like I said, everything. They're checking beer with it. They're checking uh, work pH. They're checking everything with it. Um, yeah, actually, I'm glad you're getting a lot of use out of it. That's, yeah. Uh, that's what it's made for. When, uh, I mean, when it wears out, I'll, I'll I'll buy a couple more. I think that they're well, they're worth it. We can talk about it. <laughs> Give me a call. <laughs> yeah, you're probably buying these things in bulk, man. Yeah, you got to hook a brother up. <laughs> I, I, I buy them two at a time. That's, that's yeah. the most I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a few more than that. Uh, no, I already feel guilty that uh, you gave us this kit. Um, it, it, no, it, the, I, the evaluation that you do for it and the information that you, the feedback that you you, you give us on it, it, it w- was worthwhile. Like I said, it was it, at the time that we supplied you with it, it was sort of a prototype at that point. Mm-hmm. And so we're big believers in getting information from the people that use it all the time. Right. Um, we're, we're relatively intelligent people, but we know enough to know that we can't know everything. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. a good idea to put these things into the hands of people that use them all the time and get their feedback and make changes when necessary. So we can, we can do that. We can, and we have. John will attest to that. We've oh, yeah. Yeah. Made, made changes when mm-hmm. we thought changes were necessary and, and tweaked it and done things differently when... When when the information we were getting back pointed us in a different direction, uh, yeah, yeah, even you know what we got, you got you nailed it. My guys love that thing. They're just like, yeah, easy. That's cool. And, including that including the good. box and it's the the setup of everything. If it if it sucked, I'd I'd tell you, I'd. Yeah, you you strike me as a pretty honest, straightforward guy. I just don't care about anyone else's feelings. That's. <laughs> That's how I roll, <laughs> and and right, I would Steve? I would I would be ha- I I yeah, wouldn't be uh, you know it would be difficult for me to accept the, the information back unless it was honest. It's, it's, right, I, right, I, right. I prefer that because I something's wrong. I want to know. It doesn't do any good if I blow smoke up your up your butt. You're not going to be uh, hanging around. Helps long my then. ego, but it doesn't help my product. Right, right. No, it's it's great <laughs> stuff. I'm really pleased. Um, I was a little concerned initially. I was thinking, you know, a thousand bucks, but. Um, and I, th- I think you told me what the what the price was, or it was a little bit more than that, maybe even initially. And uh, yeah, it's 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 right around roughly. I don't have a number right. in front of you. It's and, roughly uh, right around in that general area. And then once once I got it, and the guy started using it, and then it's like you know oxygen and pH. I was like, or yeah. they were, yeah. you know, they were like, oh no, this is this is well worth it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're getting good news out of here in front of me. It's uh, seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Right. Jesus, okay. Ernie, raise it two hundred bucks quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, actually, I think when we did the, the pricing for it this year, um, we managed to uh, source a few things like the case or whatever, and, and get better margins on, so we could actually cut yeah. the price back a little bit on it. So that's my fault on that, but. You know, a lot of numbers coming at me first part of the year. That's so. a case that'll last been, you a long time. I've been doing pricing for months. So. Yeah. Well, it's a good unit. Yeah, that, and that's, the, that's a value. Yeah. yeah. And the, the purpose is, you know, to get brewers like Jamil and, and his people to 
you know, right. feel comfortable testing water, and then and then by extension feel comfortable with adjusting their water. Well, and I think yep, exactly. uh, you know because uh, you know a lot of times you know homebrewers will follow what professional brewers do. You know, they see that Lamont kit there, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I could get a Lamont kit, too. I could get the, you know, the homebrew version. And it's, you mm-hmm. know, same thing, same same, same materials, just, uh, you know, not as ex- ex- extensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ernie couldn't yeah, make our road trip this year, but um, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I do a road all. trip uh, with the Lamont guys in the, in the spring for the last couple of years, and we go and visit a bunch of different homebrew clubs. Huh. And... Um, the well, I I do my water talk, you know. Why the, am I not invited? Well, you're a busy guy, Jamil. I mean, I'm. You yeah, know, I'd probably I don't say really... no because I'm too busy. But I'd like to be invited. A girl okay. likes to be asked. We're, it's Nick, we're, that we're, we're for next, an invitation, Jamil. Yeah, next year we're planning a tra- a train trip across the Upper Plains. <laughs> nice. So that'd be kind of cool. I'm all for that. That sounds a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's that or a plane trip across the Upper Trains. Right? Yeah, there we go. All right, um, you know, just just real quick before we move on to um, you know adjusting your water, uh, Ernie, can you walk us through just verbally how somebody tests their water using a kit like this, the same sort of kit that you know the or the same sort of test that they're doing in in professional labs? Sure. Yeah, I'm ba- basically what you would be doing is you would be collecting a sample from your water source, whether or not you're using your tap water or wh- however you're getting the water that you're using as, you, as, as your starting product. And then you're going to take some of that and you're you basically going, going through the instructions. You're going to fill up some tubes. You're going to take reagent. And for, like, the hardness test, you're, you're doing a drop count test, which basically means you have a dropper bottle. Mm-hmm. You hold it over the test tube with the water in it, and you squeeze the bottle till drops start to come out, and you slightly agitate the tube so that you're mixing that reagent in. Mm-hmm. You're going to count drops until you get a color change. When you get oh, that I color count, change, I got to count and be able to see a change in color. Yeah, and it'll be an obvious change. Um, it's 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 not difficult. It's not subjective. Basically. The the water will turn, you know, from you'll add Bright the pink. first reagent and it'll have like a, 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 a pinkish or reddish color, and then you'll mm-hmm. add the reagent until you get a blue, and it'll be an obvious blue color. And as soon as you hit that, you stop the drops and you count how many drops. There is a calculation in there that converts that to your your hardness levels. You can do total hardness, calcium hardness with different reagents. Mm-hmm. Then using those two numbers, you calculate your magnesium hardness. So it gives, gives you all three aspects of water hardness. Well, right, and like my my guys, you know, they uh, they just set up a spreadsheet in Excel, and you know, they put in the calcium hardness, they put in the uh, total hardness, and then I guess magnesium is calculated for them off of that. Yeah, yeah. Magnesium is just basically you take the to- uh, total and you, you subtract you, uh, out subtract the, calcium. the calcium from it. Right. Whatever's left is magnesium. So but it's a really sometimes s- there can be some iron or a few other things, but they're minor. Negligible. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a simple calculation too. It's addition yeah, it's right in, and right subtraction. It's addition of drops, subtraction of calcium hardness from total hardness. Yeah, it's, it's super simple, and all the tests are essentially like that. It's um, you know. Pretty much this uh, chloride test is the same type of thing. You're just titrating to a different color. Mm-hmm. Um, the sulfate test can be a bit tricky because it's a, a turbidimetric test. 
Mm. Uh, in that, what happens is you add a um, you add a reagent tablet, and the water will start to get hazy, mm-hmm. foggy, mm-hmm. Uh, turbid, uh, and the amount that it's tur- that it, the, the, the 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 more turbid it gets, the more sulfate is present in the water and it's we come up with a chart that basically reflects what are um, uh, known as SESHI discs mm-hmm. which are used in environmental testing all the to time see how clear have, water is yeah right yeah they drop them into rivers with a rope and they mm-hmm. lower them to a certain depth and when they can't see them correctly anymore they check the rope and that's how they figure out how turbid streams are and rivers are well this is kind of the same thing only you're using a tube and a chart that we include so you have to kind of look down through the tube mm-hmm. and it can be a little bit of a learning curve but if you do it once or twice um i think you, you can get really good readings on a lot of people that um are hitting it right on the uh, mark with the sulfate so it's well, a bit of a tricky test but not hard to learn you do it once or twice and uh you're an expert and here's the thing that i want to uh, convey to the listeners as well that might be a little bit uh, tentative about doing this, a little bit worried. You know, it doesn't matter if you are 100% correct, right? If right. you're 95% right. and you're always 95% of the reading, and if you're just consistent in what you do, it's your water, it's your brew. If the if the sure. beer tastes good and then there's like a, a huge swing from what your reading was... That's fine. You know to take action. It doesn't really matter what the exact number was. So don't freak out. Don't be worried about it. It's easy to do, and you just need to be consistent how you do it. You don't have to do it how somebody else does it. You just need to do it how how you you know how you're getting your results. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, I think most people once they've done it once, once or even twice, they um, they realize how easy it is, mm-hmm. and and the fear dissipates. Right. Rapidly. Well, like I said, my guys, you know, they said, yeah, the, our results are matching the lab uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the other important thing you, you touched on is, you know, the fact that you need, as a professional brewer, you need to record these uh, measurements so that you yeah. should have a trend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can, you know, data to look at, look back on. You know, something's tracking along 20, 25, 30, 27, 23, 25. Right. You know, 30, and all of a sudden it goes 70. Well, then, okay, something has changed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And as you said, Jamil, you've got to have that data, you know, in the, in the history to look back on is to recognize it as a change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you yeah, know. municipal waters change. I mean, it's uh, they're consistent up to a point, but the simple fact of the matter is most municipal waters they collect from multiple sources, surface water and groundwater, uh, sometimes a combination, sometimes a bit of each. And they're going to change. They're going to change at different times of the year. Even if they're pulling from just surface water, different times of the year, if you're pulling from a reservoir, when the weather starts to warm, those reservoirs flip over. Basically, the bottom come, rises to the top and the top sinks to the bottom, and it completely changes the chemistry of the water that you're receiving, even though it's coming from the exact same source. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get wildly varying levels of a lot of these uh, constituents. So Yeah, that's a really good point. Having, yeah, having something that you can, and, and it's always a good idea to get a report from the water company. It's a, it's a, all information's good, but it's also a snapshot that they took on whatever day they were testing, and it's averaging and a lot of that types of things. It's really good to be able to test what's actually going on on the day you're brewing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I would not. 
I would not go forward without uh, the ability to test our own water. You know, especially because results are instant for us. We can take action right then and there. When we send it out to a lab, right. it takes, you know, at least several days to get a result back. And, um, you yeah, know, if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, had we paid uh, $800 for the kit, we would have uh, already made our money back. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's by the time you get to the end of, of what you're doing, if, if something's wrong, you've wasted a lot of time and a lot of money. This is, right. even, even for the home brewer, this is, this is an investment. And you, you, mm-hmm. you don't want to get to the end and have to dump something because of, 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 of something that was very easily preventable in the beginning if you had only had the information at your fingertips. Right, right. All right. Now, uh, what do we do with that information? Well, that's, that's good. John can probably chime in much better than I am. John, I believe, has written several books on. Uh, <laughs> he did, but he doesn't. It's, you know, it's lots of drawings, cartoon characters, musing, personal insight. Yeah. Uh, Word but, yeah, that, that John could speak very uh, to that. What, what, what kinds of adjustments you want to be making? Basically, one, now once you have the data in hand, where do you go from there? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you want to take a break, or should I launch into that right now? Let's take a break. Um, everybody needs beer. Uh, Steve is uh, looking at me in an annoying fashion. <laughs> That's his usual look, though. It's all right. All right, uh, let's do this. It's let's get a time. short break. When we come back, John will launch into uh, what you do with all this great data that you collected right after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. 
Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I am a fan of the Brew Lab, the Brew Lab Plus, and the Brew Lab Pro. I've I've actually seen them all and handled them all and opened them all up and, and looked at them all. Uh, Lamont was kind enough to uh, donate uh, the uh, Brew Lab and the Brew Lab Pro Plus to uh, our AHA rally as uh, prizes. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so uh, we gave those out. And um, I was very impressed. I thought that, that you know, again, good value for the money. I think uh, the instructions are really good. I think it's easy to use. I think uh, we've shown that that it's accurate, or I wouldn't use it. I mean, this is what I'm right. using for the same kind of rea- the exact same reagents, the exact same tests. Uh, I've just got access to more of them um, for my brewery, which is you know i hope people know how damn important it is to me that everything be perfect and so um i'm very happy with it and uh you know for like one and a quarter 195 with that you know with the ph meter which is a really nice ph meter um that's that's pretty damn good um where do you find out more about this you find out on lamont.com john or yeah lamont.com um and about halfway down the page, you'll see the uh, a picture of the brew lab and, uh, you know, words to that effect. And you click on that, and that'll take you to the brew lab um, section. And um, you can order them uh, direct from Lamont, or they're also available from uh, various online brew shops, such as uh, More Beer and Northern Brewer, I believe. And right. uh, so, yeah, all over. Yeah, go into your local homebrew shop. Uh, yeah, you should always be supporting them as well, and uh, yeah. bug the daylights out of them as to uh, you want a Lamont test kit. Yeah, um, there. You know, it's it. Yeah, I've I've been doing a lot of traveling uh, last couple of years. You know, doing the water talk and trying to trying to explain the water book to people. But you know, a central part of that is just saying trying to explain the water book to people i told you it was too too, <laughs> too damn complex uh, but i get free trips out of it but anyway um no it's a it's a it's a great book i am just too dim <laughs> well that's why you hire a staff right that's right that's why i have you as a friend there, there we you go. really think we'd be friends if if i didn't uh get something out of you 
<laughs> ah, yes, we would. Yes, God. yes, we would. Who's kidding who? Yeah, I need your beer. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I've been I've been doing a lot of traveling, and uh, you know, the one of the first things I have to say to people is, you know, here's a way you can test your water, know what you're starting out with, mm-hmm. you know, and right. um, and 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 the other the other half of the talk is you know about measuring pH, mm-hmm. um, measuring your mash pH, measuring your wort pH, measuring your beer pH, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to you know make a conscious conscientious effort to improve your beers. Um, you know, measuring and tracking this information, one, is going to tell you if something in your process changes. Right. But, I, I mean, the other thing is I, I visit breweries and so many of today's, uh, you know, microbreweries are started out, have been started by enthusiastic home brewers such as ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so very often, you know, um, they're saying this is the recipe. That is the beer, right? Right, and and this is what I'm going to I'm brewing, and the only real, you know, they they look at pH, but they only look to maintain it. They don't look to tweak it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been in, into a couple of breweries in the last year where I've you know tasted one of the one of the one of their beers and said, ah, uh, can I see your I mean, your mash pH numbers? <laughs> yeah. Because this right. beer pH seems a little low mm-hmm. or seems a little high. Mm-hmm. And we'll pull it out. And, oh, lo and behold, you know, their mash pH is running at 4.9 consistently. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you know, if you bring that up a couple, three points, I bet you'll see a big increase in yield. And I think the flavors of the beer will open up quite a bit. And sure enough, that's what happens. So I mean, 0.3 points. Yeah, 0.3 points, yes. Right, because you From, don't want like or, 7.9. Right. Mash. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think people <laughs> but, yeah, understood from 4. what you 4. meant. From 4.9, you know, bringing up to like 5.2, 5.4, 5. Mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. And three, three it can tenths. really do wonders for the beer flavor and and your yield as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, and th- this is the thing that I always harp on is, you know, people get, you know, way too blown out of proportion with adding, you know, all these different salts and trying to mimic, you know, Burton on Trent or something like that. Um, But I I think the core thing is, you know, look at the pH, you know. um, Right. And the interesting thing that we found is, you know, your pH can, uh, you know, read the same on the water. uh, But, you know, there's also some changes in your salts that when you have your mash uh, can actually, uh, you know, your residual alkalinity, your mash pH is going to change. And... by being able to test this water in advance, you can actually predict that and make an adjustment uh, before it's a problem. Right, right. Or so, and then and when there is a problem, understand what that problem is. Right, and, right. You know what what things to try to correct it. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing that I think is I think this is a true statement. Pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of brewers be they home brewers or professional brewers, start brewing before testing their water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They start brewing, everything's fine or everything's not, or things are randomly changing on them and they don't know why, and then they test their water. I don't know that anybody just starts out testing their water. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Although I do get a few people that's you know that's like I haven't brewed a batch yet, but I'm tested looking to test my water and I want to understand how this works. Right, and it's like, look, right. <laughs> brew something first, and then I can start Drink showing it, you where the differences are. Yeah, have lots of beer handy, and then read the water book. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, a good book, John. I'm just thank you. Love thank giving you. you crap about it. I know that in my driving. I know. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus! Don't get me started on your driving. <laughs> we, we, how much show do we have left? No, I don't think we got enough show. Uh, but, all right, know, so, all right, I've uh, I've tested spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. Yes. Oh my God, that sounds like work. Well, there's there are there are a number of good spreadsheets out there on the market. Uh-huh. Um, I've got, somebody else has done the work. Yeah, I've got one at my website, howtobrew.com, um, in chapter fifteen. Uh, that same spreadsheet is is available at the Lamont site on on the Brew Lab page. You can click on download it there. Nice. Um, there's there's to, Brewing Water by Martin, our friend Martin Brewingard. Free to um, download. Yeah, free to download. There you go. Uh, Brewer's Friend, uh, Easy Water Calculator. There's a bunch. Uh-huh. Um, just so, you know, Google Water Calculator or Brewing Water. Right. And you will find software. The things, the, the things to be aware of when you're mm-hmm. looking at brewing water adjustment software, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Beersmith, another mm-hmm. big one. Mm-hmm. Um, one, residual alkalinity is the most important parameter for understanding how your brewing water is going to affect your mash and thereby affect your beer mm-hmm. and its pH. Mm-hmm. Because residual alkalinity is what affects uh, pH. Mm-hmm. Then you have your sulfate to chloride ratio, mm-hmm. which is a benchmark. It's not a magic number, but it is a benchmark that you can use to kind of understand, is this going to be a hoppy beer or is this going to be a malty beer? Mm-hmm. You know, And well, how do I want it to taste? So you've got your pH and then you've got to kind of got your seasoning, your calcium and total alkalinity, calcium, magnesium, and total alkalinity are the ones that govern residual alkalinity. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your sulfate, your chloride, and your sodium that kind of are your seasoning. That's your, you know, it's like salting your food. It's your seasoning ions. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, look at this. Th- brewing is cooking. And look at this as cooking because you are not, you don't need to emulate a particular water profile that you got off the internet like Burton on Trent or Dortmund or a, or um, Dublin or where, what have you, mm-hmm. um, you know, think about this. You're making a beer and you need to season it a little bit. You need the pH to be right. And mm-hmm. that's about as, that's as far as you really need to take it. Right, right. These test kits will allow you to test your water beforehand. You can use brewing software such as Beersmith and Brewing Water and so on in my, in my spreadsheet to calculate how much of different brewing salts or acids to add to your water to adjust it. Mm-hmm. And then once you've adjusted it, you can test it again to make sure that you've achieved the levels that you were trying Proper to target. Adjustment. Yeah, very nice. So Confirm, you know, confirm what you did. Yeah. So, you know, not, not real complicated stuff. Lots of people mm-hmm. do it. Right. Well, and, you know, one of the things I like is, you know, even with the, uh, the uh, brew lab, you know, you're talking maybe two bucks a test, right? You know, um, for for all these parameters, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I've sent out uh, even the cheapest lab you can go to, 
it's you know like 15 16 bucks plus for a basic set of parameters and then shipping on top of that yeah and so, a couple of days to get the results back yeah or yeah if you go to a you know a quick lab that uh, yeah. charges you like 25 30 dollars yeah, all right let's do this let's take our last break and when we come back you will wrap up your thoughts on adjusting your water and testing your water right after this Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at brewerspublications.com. Say hello to my little friend. You've heard about White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for home brewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, Flex Cell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** 
knocked off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. to brew has never been so disgusting this is brew strong we're back diva just told me i was talented (laughs) steve told me during the break he wanted to pound it pound it hard on the next Mm. show (laughs) Um, those hazelnuts there you know can't help uh, myself sometimes yeah once a porno star always a porno star Speaking of porno, uh, you ever been to adamandeve.com? I haven't. Once, but I don't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, you know, Steve, I would think you'd check up on the sales of your, your movie, uh, Texas Crack Wrangler. Mm, that was a dark time in my life. Oh, please. Don't don't be ashamed of your of your history, your roots, so to speak. You're right. You're right. Right. Well, you know, Adam and Eve... They want to give you Texas Crack Wrangler and more. Uh, you go there, you're going to, and you'd love more, right? Huh? Who doesn't oh, yeah. love more? Who doesn't love more? We're Americans. We love more like you wouldn't believe. Uh, with 10 free gifts, you're going to get uh, a sexy surprise for her, sexy surprise for him, and third, a little something you're both going to enjoy, plus you're going to get to choose uh, six full-length adult movies on DVD. Choose from wild favorites like Texas Crack Wrangler, I'm just saying. And uh, then they're going to throw free shipping in there. So you're going to get the uh, six free DVDs. You get the three free gifts. You're going to get free shipping, all for using the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. That's my name. On AdamandEve.com. Check it out. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, you'd be surprised at the at the things that uh, you're gonna you're gonna find there. You just uh, oh, you, I think you buy one item. Yeah, buy one. You gotta buy one item. You're gonna yeah. get the ten free gifts. It's like hot in here. Yeah, and, I, and some I'm, of us I'm, are I'm more wilting. surprised than others. I'm what's available there. Right, I'm not surprised at all. I'm just like. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen that one before. Oh, I've used that one. Oh, that one? Yeah. That one hurts a little bit, but, yeah, you know, you got to do what you, you got to do. Yeah. It's good. There you go. Right. All right. Uh, Palmer, wrap up yes. your, your thoughts on uh, adjusting, testing and adjusting your water. Well, uh, hopefully in this program you have learned that it is easy to test your water, mm-hmm. um, that it is economical to test your water, yeah, um, and that it is relatively easy to do something about it once you've tested it. In other words, uh, find brewing software that'll help help you right, understand right. you know how much salts or acid to add to your water right, right. to um, And by acid we're it. not talking like uh, you know 
uh, super melt your skin off acid. You know, you can go get lactic acid at your homebrew shop or phosphoric yeah. at your homebrew shop and yeah. drop her and doop, doop, doop. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. A couple of milliliters will do you. It'll dabble do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's it's really amazing. I was just watching a video today um, on the Brew Easy, in fact, where the first thing the guy said, what you need to do is get a water report and pull up a water spreadsheet and, may, and make sure you understand what how many, what salt additions you may need to make in order to uh, you know dial in your mash pH. Right. Um, that was his message. So, you know, the, there are there are a lot of good brewers that uh, you know are are making uh, use of this well, information. So you right. can too. So if you don't want to do the Lamotte kit, here's here's what you could do. You could uh, get a uh, a lab awards uh, water test. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe four times a year, and you know, you're probably out to sixty uh, plus shipping. You're probably out to a hundred bucks a yeah. year. Um, there you go, and that's gonna that's for a year, and then, uh, or you could buy yourself a Lamont test kit for like a hundred and a quarter. And then you're good for uh, at least fifty tests, right? So if you're testing four times a year, you're good for you know twelve years uh, or so. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. Or you could test it, you know, like every time you brew, and even then you're probably not going to use it up in a year. That's right. Um, yeah, it depends on, and uh, I, th- you know, the the. The more I look into it, the more I think I think it's a value. I think it's it's the right thing to do. If you're serious about what you're doing, mm-hmm. then that's the way to go. I, you know, again, I advise people not to take crazy actions based off of, you know, right, changes right. in the water. But, uh, you know, start guiding it in. Uh, once you've worked on everything else, start guiding your, your, your laser focus in on, you know, adjusting these things, pH mainly. You know, then you can start doing some of these salt adjustments. and But if you don't know that your water's changing, that same adjustment isn't going to work later on in the year. You know, uh, right. like I said, quarterly, I would go at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, you know, twice a year is probably crazy. But between summer and winter, every water source is changing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, if you're in, I, I, I always do tell people, if you are beginning all-grain brewer, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, worry about the other five things, you know, sanitation, fermentation, temperature control, yeast management, the boil, the recipe. I mean, right, worry right. about these other things first right. before you start worrying about your water. But once you've got those, you know, things dialed in, mm-hmm. you know, look at your water, start tracking your water and, you know, and get the information so that you can understand how it affects your beer. And once you do that, I, I believe, I firmly believe, that it's the difference between scores in the 30s and scores in the 40s in competition. Well, and I, I would agree with you, you know, do those other things first. And like we're saying, most people don't come to water testing uh, at batch one. Right. Um, so they've worked on some of those other things. I would say that 
the thing that freaks me out is people are like, oh, you know, my level of zinc, uh, yeah, zinc's important, yeah. but just make sure you got <laughs> yeah. enough. My copper, my iron ions, my, you know, I'm like, pH, so, you know, and your sulfite uh, or sulfate, uh, you know, chloride ratio, yeah. um, you know, residual alkalinity, that's really what you need to know. Yeah. yeah that's well, your, and it's kind of, it's that's kind of critical, like hops. critical numbers I mean, there. It, you know, in terms of people, some people get wrapped around the axle on hops saying, oh, I've got, you know, 90 mm. IBUs. Mm-hmm. No, I've got 110 IBUs. You know, okay, IBU calculations. Bitter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just yeah. pick a pick a formula. Stick with it. If the beer tastes bitter enough, then you add it enough and remember that and use that same formula. Yeah. There's no one formula that's going to work. There is not a formula that's 100% correct. Yeah. Just use and the same formula over and over again and then learn how it relates to the taste of the beer. Yeah. And that's to say, weight is with water too. I mean, mm-hmm. these tests when you test your water, you're getting you know you're getting good numbers. Right. But, I think that's accurate. I think what yeah. people people just go nuts in response to it sometimes. Yeah. But you know, arguing you know arguing within ten ppm is you don't right. need to. Right. I mean, you're looking for ballpark. Right. Am I right. at fifty parts per million or am I a hundred parts per million? Well, that's or maybe hundred and fifty parts per million. That's why people shouldn't worry that they're getting the most ultra precise data out of this. I mean, they yeah. are. You know, as good as a lab. But again, yeah. if they're worried, it's like, well, am I seeing the color change exactly? Am I seeing the turbidity just right? Doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it's going to be close. Yeah. Your 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 margin of error is not going to be huge, and as long as you're consistent in reading it the same way every time, you're good. You're done. Yeah, that's Don't right. worry about it. You've Don't. got the information you need. You're not being tested on this. <laughs> that's right. All right. So I think we both agree. Great stuff. Um, they've made it so easy. Yeah. You know, before when when uh, Chad of the Brewing Network was uh looking to become a pro brewer, he was like, "Look, I bought like all the reagents, I did this, I did that, and I'm going to, you know, measure it this way, I'm going to measure it that way." And, you know, it's like, "Dude, you're going to the extreme and spending." He spent a ton of money on it. Uh-huh. And uh yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, Jesus. Well, now there's a much easier way. And a cheaper way to do it because you're not having to buy, you know, a big bulk of uh, various reagents. They're giving you, like, already adjusted ratios of reagents yeah. that, you know, to ensure you get 50 tests or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, You're very using, cool. using, like, 10 drops at a time per test. It's, right. It's pretty sweet. Right. Well, and the reason that they – people may say, well, why can't they tell me, you know, how many tests it is exactly? It's like, well – you know, the harder your water, the more drops you're going to use. You know, the more of this in your water, the more you're going to use. Yeah. So uh, the the less in the water, you're going to use less, and then you're going to get more tests out of it. So they're, they're guaranteed at least 50. So there you go. I think, uh, yeah. Very cool. All right. Uh, great show, John. And uh, much, much thanks to... Uh, E-Rector. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love his name. That's just awesome. That is the coolest name. That's the coolest name I've heard in a long, long time. And, one of the, you know, the coolest guy. He is. He's a nice I, guy. I, I, both, you know, the guys from Lot sat with him and had dinner uh, one night, and I yeah. just enjoyed it. I just, and, you know, a lot of people I don't enjoy. I enjoy homebrewers. <laughs> 
These yeah. guys I enjoy. They are very homebrewish. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love them. They're they're. I guess I guess it's that Midwest kind of attitude or something. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. guys. Have a good time with them. Good guys. Good products. You know who else has great products and is also a great guy? Our good friend John Blickman, BlickmanEngineering.com. Check them out. Uh, tell them you, uh, you you heard it here and that you enjoy the fact that they sponsor the show so you don't have to pay for it. That's uh, support at BlickmanEngineering.com or feedback at BlickmanEngineering.com. Jesus, I don't know. Maybe it's John at BlickmanEngineering.com. I don't know. Yeah, John. Try all of them. And uh, make sure you check out the Brewing Network store, BrewingNetwork.com slash store. Hats, goodies, T-shirts, everything, and all that stuff. When you buy it, it goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps keep shows like this on the air so you listen for free. Until then, everybody, we're strong. Brew strong. 